You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday. 20 minutes from now, Lightning Bets, our favorite players for tonight, three NBA games, home run props. I was all disappointed. Aaron, you missed it on Friday. We, Jake and I had like five minutes of talk about how Jesse Winker was going to hit his first home run of the season. <laughs> Went over. We're like two strikeouts. You guys were like so set on oh, it. Oh, I know. I, I'm just I'm just so furious with these home run pros. Anyway, we'll get to that coming up <laughs> in about 20 minutes. Love our plays for tonight. All right, so we have more, some more draft here. We also want to give some thoughts on Mavs and Jazz. Where, where do we want to start here? We want to do the NBA and then go back to the draft? Yeah, NBA. All right. So we, 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 we briefly touched on this game about an hour ago. We wanted to make sure we, we gave some more thoughts on it. So tonight it is Dallas back at home. Series is tied 2-2. This is now the second game we see Luke in this series. So the number has moved just from the time we talked about this game earlier in the show. In fact, there's been line movement across the NBA games. Uh, Sixers now up to eight-point favorites. This line's been moving all day. And now the Mavericks game. Yeah, I know. That, that's a lot of points. Mavericks, three-and-a-half-point home favorite tonight. Two, 12 and a half on the total uh, with Luka's first home game in this series. And, and – um, Aaron, this is a this is the pivotal game. I mean, it's game five. It's two two. Feel like the winner of this game tonight is going to win this series. And I feel like the Luca factor will give the team a boost. I like the Mavericks in this position. I think they should get the win at home. Um, gosh, three and a half. I'd probably look at the three and a half then. It's also two and a half. There's a two and a half. Oh, you see yeah. two and a half? Yep. Bet MGM is two and a half. Ooh. Then yeah, I'd do that. They'll probably move up with the rest of the market fairly mm-hmm. soon. Um, but yeah, so they put Luke the place. Well, I see one place that has Lucas prop posted 30 and a half. They decided to go with Whew. after scoring 30 in his first game in return. I, wow. I think there are a couple of interesting angles with Dallas. So Luca, I'm not, I'm not probably not messing with it's under or nothing for me. Uh, rebounds after a 10 rebound game the other day, they set it at eight and a half. And that let's see, his assist is what seven and a half. Eh, I'm not really interested in the Lucas stuff, but how does Lucas' presence impact everyone else? Like Brunson, yeah. Well, I think it's we could talk about a bunch of players. So, Brunson's number he scored 22 the other day, I believe we played 35 minutes. is... Where's Brunson? I don't see that listed yet. I don't see it either. He, yeah, he scored, what, 22, 23 and five rebounds a couple nights ago? So his right. production was certainly off. I mean, PRA, points, whatever, compared to the beginning. And that, that was to be expected. I mean, Luca's coming back. He's one of the most high-volume players in the NBA. You know, the only Mavs player that I'm seeing – okay, there are a couple of others with rebounds. Okay. But I don't see anything in Dinwiddie. He's been tough to figure out. So they're one, probably wondering how low do you go on Dinwiddie, and now now that Luke is back, I mean he played twenty three minutes the other day, but he only scored five points. Those first three games in the series, it was twenty two, seventeen, and twenty, but five points in twenty three minutes. I know he had a bad shooting night, but I wonder four fouls in that game. He's been getting in foul trouble every game as well. He fouled out of one game, and he's had four in the other three. So once they're posted, I'm going to take a look at some Dinwiddie unders. Can I air a quick grievance? Of course. <laughs> and this is about the match. Okay. It's about Rudy Gobert, my guy. 
I put an irresponsible re- amount of money on a parlay and to hit his leg was 12 plus boards. Listen, he had 15 the night I did 12 plus. He only had seven boards. And I lost my parlay. I am still upset about it. I felt so good about this bet. I said in the chat earlier, like, I always say I'm off parlays and then I'll do one. But it was that one stung me hard because I put too much more money than I normally bet because I felt so good about it. And this dude came up with seven rebounds when he had 17 the two prior games and then 15 the game after. Seven. Ooh. Yeah, that one hurt me. Did you hit the other legs? Yes, I did. Oh. That's what makes it the worst. What were the odds of the parlay? Do you remember? Um, It wasn't even good. Minus 145. Oh, jeez. Because yeah. I picked like things that I thought were going to be locks. Yeah. You picked lower <laughs> levels. You didn't pick what the lines were. Yeah. Yes. Like if it was 10 and a half boards, you it picked. Was, like, so it was a Jokic double-double and Giannis 12-plus boards and Rudy Gobert 12-plus boards and the Rudy only Rudy only had seven. Yeah, uh, among yes. parlays, that's a pretty low risk parlay, right? Like that's right. those are things that hit almost every. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't even know if Gobert's had seven rebounds or less all season. Mm. One time, his I prop, see a four. His props back up to fourteen and a half tonight. It just shows you how <laughs> how weird that was for him. Or for me, I'm not over <laughs> it. I can tell. <laughs> all right, sorry, I had to air that out feel better now bounce back for Kleba. only one of four on threes the other day but they're not posted right now curious what that number is going to be because he's he's made in the series two eight four and right. one he only played 18 minutes on saturday hmm. well he fouled out that's right he was in foul everybody's in foul trouble right in these nba playoffs Everybody. Hey, what, do, what do we make it's of that? Annoying. Quickly? It, it, it's making the games Dream less enjoyable. Last night. Yeah. God. It's making the games less enjoyable. I mean, like, I, I'd rather let them play. Yes. Like, the, one of the games, Sixers, Raptors, I think it was game two. Um, we talked about it. it. was the crew that the Raptors, it was Mark Davis, the Mark Davis crew, right? And then it was game three, whatever it was. Like, physical play, like, that's what you expect in the playoffs. Let the players decide it. Like, I mean, obviously, if a foul is a foul, you call it, but. Way yeah. too many fouls. Way, way too much. And I'd say, by and large, the unders are coming in. Uh, Bulls-Bucks series, unders 4-0 in that series. Uh, these totals, if you're tracking them game by game, they're all dropping. Oh, they're adjusting. Yeah, tonight we have yeah. 220 as the high, and that's the Durant-Tatum game. And Kyrie, like a lot of big-time scores. Raptors, Sixers tonight's 211. And Jazz mm-hmm. Mavericks, only 212. I mean, think about it. We have games with Embiid and Luka and Donovan Mitchell. And we're talking about under 215s. I mean, that's those are small numbers. Yeah. Uh, Aaron's on 14 and a half. Gobert rebounds over, right? Flying. <laughs> Flying over. Bet it all. I'm, Bet the house. I'm, yeah, I'm actually thinking of the same thing. You read my mind. You know oh, me so no. well now. <laughs> I was thinking, do I go back to the well or how bad will I feel if it doesn't hit again? Bad. And I don't know if I if I need that kind of pain this early in the week. <laughs> it's only Monday. We got a long. We got the draft coming up. That's a lot. That's just torturing myself. Does anybody like anything in this game? It's tough. Yeah, I mentioned earlier, as far as the side, 
I'd want to see what Luca looks like early on and how, you know, if, after the, a, a short rest, what he's going to look like. Um, and, and I talked about, you know, Dinwiddie, what his role is. I want to see what, where they post his props. Same thing with Brunson. So they, they haven't put much up on the Mavs. Maybe they're waiting for the official word on Luca. I don't, I don't quite understand it. He played the last game. He's going to play this game, but um, anybody really like anything in this game? No, I mean, I'm really just trying to force it looking stuff up right now, but feels like it, right? Nah. I like the Mavs. This might be I just, one I just sit gonna, back and watch. <laughs> just going to look for the best number on the Mavs tonight. I like the Mavs. Total two. Has anyone been live betting these games at all? Yeah. Waiting for a team to get down. I thought about like Warriors. Were they going to come back last night? Should I look and take them when they were down? But I, did, I didn't end up doing it. Thank God. Cause they didn't win, but <laughs> I don't think I've done it since a lot. A, a, quality live bet since the NCAA tournament. I did it a few times with Duke. Uh, like yeah. The first, like the Sweet 16, maybe one of those games. Um, I haven't done it yet in the NBA playoffs. I mean, I'm Me sure there's either. good value on it. What, what was the game last week, the big comeback? There are a few of them that's yeah. happened. You know what? I would Looking at these games tonight, I'm not sure that there's a spot. Um, well, you know what? I take that back. If the Nets go up big, I'm going to bet on the Celtics because the Nets always give up big leagues. And then maybe that's how their season ends. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whenever it ends, going to end spectacularly ugly. That, that's yeah. the way the Nets haven't are the go Bulls out. been giving up leads too? Or no? Uh, maybe I'm sure they suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, over the weekend, I think they le- they led for like a minute. Okay. In their last two games against the Bucks, like in the what first a, half. Right. What so, a brutal yeah. series. I mean, it's a what a brutal series that has been. Even the Bulls win win was ugly. I mean, it's just a brutal, brutal basketball series. All right, let's dive back to the NFL draft because I know we had some more thoughts. We're three days out. Uh, yeah. We had Jordan, uh, Ron and Jordan us last hour talking about the NFL draft. So a couple of things I saw, you know, we mentioned Todd McShay has his piece out today about the latest buzz, what he's hearing. He said no quarterback taken until number 20. So that's the Steelers. He said he doesn't think anyone's going to take quarterback for number 20. That's the latest he's hearing. You buy that? Typically, I I don't. But what's the one consistent theme we heard about this draft the past five, six, seven weeks? It's like 2013, right? That was the one. The the Geno Smith to the Jets and it was an EJ Manuel to the Bills. Mm -hmm. The first quarterback in that class, I don't believe, was taken until 15. Joe, the Saints have two picks before 20. I know. And they have Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. Yeah, I find that hard to believe. Um, the Houston Texans have two picks before 20. I That's a team that nobody knows anything about, apparently. Do you see any reporting, hard reporting on what they're going to do? They need everything. Yep. And I don't know, maybe they believe in their quarterback, who popped a couple of times last year. There are a lot of teams that need quarterbacks before we get to number 20. Man, the, the Steelers would love that scenario. Love it. They get the, the their pick of the litter at QB at just sitting at 20. Man. I think the Eagles are a pivot point ahead of the Steelers. Eagles at 15 and 18. You know Howie Roseman will trade again, right? Like at 18, if someone mm-hmm. wants to jump the Steelers for the bet for the if imagine if no quarterback goes and the Eagles are sitting there at 18 with a pick, they're gonna they're gonna have someone take a take the pick from them. They'll drop back to the twenties or whatever. Isn't the worst kept secret that the Steelers like Malik Willis, love him, mm-hmm. and at twenty, 
They'll, and they're in the perfect scenario, right? They have Trubisky to, to kind of warm the seat while he figures it out because he's probably not ready to play. Yep. Yep. I wonder if uh, if they're both available at 20. I'd love to see that. What would the Steelers do? Because you know the fan base wants Pickett, but they, they prefer Willis. So what's the move there? Because they're probably thinking, okay, we'll take – we think one of them is going to be there and we'll we'll take the guy that doesn't get drafted. Right. And they're – they're not going to move up. They're just going to sit chilly. But if they're both there, I, I can't wait to see what they do. Is there, is there a way to make a profit on the Steelers? All right, if we think quarterbacks are falling down and we think the Steelers are going to take a quarterback, you could find the Steelers to take Kenny Pickett at 2-1. to one. You could find the Steelers to be the team that drafts Malik Willis at plus 350. Could you sprinkle a little bit on both? Aren't you guaranteed? If will if they get a quarterback, if they get one of those two quarterbacks, you make a profit, don't you? Well, you let let me see what the odds are on on the position that they draft first. Okay, let's see if it's that's plus, better. Plus one ten for quarterback. It's probably a little bit better than a little than bit. Hope. Yeah. You said the numbers were what? Two to one on Kenny Pickett as the Steelers yeah. pick. Plus three fifty on Malik Willis. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're saying bet both? Bet both. You make a profit yeah. if they draft one of those two quarterbacks. Unless it's Ritter or Corral, then <laughs> you lose. <laughs> <laughs> then you're then the winning play is quarterback, and so that's built into that line there. Right. Is the Titans still six to one to go quarterback with their first pick? So speaking of that, we can look at that. I um, the McShay piece this morning. It is six to one. Go ahead. The, McShea, the McShea piece this morning continued that that thought process. Let's see if I can find the exact thing. Um, uh, this is a quote from McShay this morning. Another team that popped up popped up in my conversations about quarterbacks was the Titans at twenty six. Ryan Tannehill will turn thirty four this summer, and Tennessee could drastically reduce its salary at the position if it drafts a quarterback this year, sits him in twenty twenty two, and then parts ways with Tannehill a year from now. Okay, so we, that. we always talk about runs. The The scenario that we're talking about is setting up a run between 20 and 32 on quarterbacks. Which is why I think – I, I, I'm thinking the eight, Eagles at 18. You want to jump the run, you come to Philadelphia and they'll give you a pick at 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The question is, who is that? Who are the teams that are going to take these guys? Do you really Steelers? want Jordan Davis? I saw you tweeting about that. With oh, I love Eagles. him. What do you? Why? I think he's a freak. He's three hundred forty yeah, pounds. He's a freak, but I don't know if he's a football, a great football player. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Like his production was low. He played with seven guys in in the in the uh, NFL. Right. Right. I always think all those guys, they're never – like Trayvon Walker, right? Like there's a reason he's flown up to draft boards. People think he's going to be a great pro. I I just think we get enamored of production when they're a great defense together. All right, we have lightning bets coming up. Our favorite players for tonight, NBA, Major League Baseball. And we and Aaron and I are still sitting on zero home run props for this season. Zero? It's got to change today. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.